Are you a fan of all things Star Wars? This is the podcast you're looking for. Welcome to the Star Wars Rant Podcast with your host, Brian Seddon, along with Chad Viz. Welcome aboard, Star Wars fans. This is episode number 44 of Star Wars Rant Podcast. I am your host, Brian Seddon, and joining me is Mr. Chad Viz. What's up, Chad? Greets and salutations. So, uh, you'll notice that um, a couple things here. Number one, that uh, Brian is not with us. Brian North, or as we uh, like to call him, B-Nob. Um, he, uh, he will return to the podcast probably on a monthly basis, but he is a very busy man and has a lot going on, and... Um, so he's going to uh, be joining us about once a month or so or when uh, big things break, um, definitely for like movie reviews, things like that. But um, in the meantime, Chad and I are going to kind of helm the, uh, the podcast, take the reins, so to speak, um, and continue, continue on. Um, that's not to say we won't ever replace Brian and have a third person. So if you're interested, uh, you know, send us your resume to um, to uh, to uh, our Facebook page is fine, and uh, let us know. Um, also, we apologize for not being on. Um, probably, you know, it's been about we were trying to talk about it or guess about three, four, or five weeks. <laughs> um, we. Uh, We've been having some issues, some uh, technical issues. We've actually recorded a few podcasts, but actually getting them up um, onto the internet has been uh, has been challenging of late. So um, we think that's all been cleared up. And then uh, I was on vacation in uh, hot, sunny Florida, um, and uh, was not able to do anything uh, while I was away on vacation. So, but we're back. We are back. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So everybody can just relax, chill out. Yeah, all We're you people anywhere. texting and emailing us is saying, where's the podcast? Where's the next episode of the podcast? How come I haven't seen the next episode of the podcast? Just chill. Okay? Here, right. you're, stop, here it is. Stop blowing Chad's phone up. Yeah, please. it's just been crazy. You guys are just starved for... Star Wars Rant podcast content, and we hear so, you. So, um, so as we said, we've tried to put some uh, podcasts up. So there's going to be a couple things that you know maybe um, have happened, um, and we're, we maybe we won't cover in this episode because, quite honestly, we we have you just never heard it, and we're tired of talking about it. In the meantime, we're going to jump to some more current news. Um, we will be talking about the Last Jedi, some Han Solo news as well. Some episode nine news. Uh, we're going to talk about um, Pablo's tweets. And if you don't know who Pablo is, we'll introduce you to him. And then um, we also are going to review. Uh, well, I shouldn't say review. We're going to go uh, do a new thing. Do a chapter by chapter uh, review. I guess I don't know what we should call that, but of discussion of battlefront 2's inferno squad book um the prequel to the 
new Battlefront 2 game that's coming out. Um, Chad has actually blazed through the book and finished. I have uh, listened via Audible to um, to uh, one chapter <laughs> of the book, uh, which is good because we're only going to discuss one chapter. So That's right. There you go. Um, so there's that. Before we jump into it, there's one last thing I do want to announce. Uh, we are going to have a new um, uh, thing coming at you called Star Wars Ramp Podcast Comics. It's a great name. Thought of it myself. Rolls off the tongue. Uh, rolls right off the tongue. Very descriptive. If uh, if you've listened to the podcast, you know Chad usually breaks down the comics for us, but it's it's kind of you know ones that he thinks. Uh, we want to hear, I, I would should say, um, but uh, he does a great job at it. But uh, you know, I, I enjoy the comics; they're canon. There's a lot of great stories there, and they fill in a lot of gaps in between the movies. Um, answer a lot of questions that people always ask. So, what we want to do is actually have a uh, a dedicated dedicated episodes where all we do is talk about the comics, and we decided to go in order of how they're coming out so not necessarily in timeline order of story but just in order of how they've come out um and these are the the comics that are canon not the legend stuff or expanded universe um so these are ones that have started coming out in 2015 so um very soon we will uh be dropping those um they'll still be under star wars ramp podcast they just will be uh titled uh, a bit different um those will come out um you know, separately from our regular podcast at a different date. So um, look for those. And then uh, once we start doing those, we'll, we'll probably be pretty consistent on getting those out on the same time, uh, same day every week. But until then, uh, let's just jump into our news. So um, The Last Jedi, um, you know, one of the things that people have been talking about is um, now I heard I heard people have seen this on a uh, a pinball machine, and um, now this this is uh, people are saying this new image, um, which I guess is similar, is coming from a book that's going to be a tie-in book to the Last Jedi. But there's an image making the rounds of uh, Luke and Ray, um, but uh, they're on a. They're on his island. I can't remember the name Octu. of the island. Yes, Octu. But uh, below them, you see the ocean. And um, in the ocean, you can see a uh, an X-Wing, a very old X-Wing. It looks very uh, damaged, decaying, um, so on and so forth. So people are obviously assuming that this is Luke's, um, Luke's X-Wing. That uh, has, you know, crashed or, or fallen into the uh, the ocean. They're uh, right next to, uh, to Octu. So, again, this image is coming from a book. But um, people have mentioned that they've seen it on a pinball machine that's coming out. So, Chad, you got to see the, uh, the image, correct? I did. Is it or is it not Luke's X-Wing? I don't know. What do you think? Um, I'm, I'm guessing it probably is. That'd be my guess. 
Um, it would be a wise guess, seeing that uh, he's the only human on that. Right, island. that we're aware of. Um, yeah, yeah, my guess was that it, w- it would be his, and either it cr- he crashed it or he parked it and then the tide rose. I mean, that's possible. Seems kind of <laughs> silly, but it's possible. And he's just like, ah, whatever. But it's because it's and not. We like, all know that. Well, as I say, we all know that he has, you know, issues getting it up, uh, the ship. <laughs> you know. Uh huh. Right. Never, yeah. Never was nope. able to do that. Yoda had to help him last time. Uh huh. But it's not like it's submerged super deep. It's like no. sh- in shallow enough water where you can see it yeah. on this f- picture, which obviously isn't actually from the movie per se. But well, so are you saying you don't think we'll see it in the movie? Oh, I bet we will. I just, you know, in a, a picture that's more of an artist's, you know, rendition of of the scene versus an actual motion picture. Uh, will be, we see? Will we see Ray raise the ship? Try to lift lift it out. That's a good question. What do you think? I mean, it's it would it's it would redo a scene from Empire, right? That was an Empire, right? Or was it in Jedi? No, it was that an empire. Was empire. Yeah, so I mean, people that don't that don't like or like to point out the fact that the movies are imitating the original trilogy would be either happy or not happy with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I but mean, what, it's, what, it's what would cool. that say if Ray if Ray does? Let's say they had that scene and Ray raises the ship. What would that say about Ray? Well, she I would. Does it mean she's more powerful than Luke was at that time? Right. Um, or more talented just naturally than he was at that time? Um, you know, of him trying to learn that also. I guess that's what it would say to me. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I'm I'm hoping they do show show that, to be honest with you. I think it'd be, be kind of cool. I don't yeah. think it would, uh, you know, be all, oh, look, they're trying to copy Empire. I mean, I get it. It's... it's same thing, but it's kind of a different spin on it. Um, yeah. I like the nostalgia stuff, you know. Sure. Um, maybe it's yeah. her only way off the island for some. Well, maybe Chewie and R two leave, so she could train. And she's like, "Forget this. I need to get off this island. These these porgs are driving me nuts." And Luke is just—he's an angry man talking about the Jedi have to end. The only way I can get out of here is get this X wing out of the water and fly away. Well, there's holes in the X wing, though. Well, so. Well, okay. I guess that's <laughs> um, so. Anyway, we'll put that on our Facebook page. Kind of cool, um, you know. I, I, it's interesting to me. Another thing that came out, um, Chad. I don't have this on our outline, but we did text about it. There's a a possible spoiler um, from the new Disney Star Wars land or galaxy. What is that big, called now? Galaxy's big Edge. Big quotation marks. Oh, I on. feel around spoiler or possible. Um, so obviously the the park hasn't been created yet, but one of the things that they're saying is going to be in the park is a force tree. So, um, and we've talked a lot about force trees on this podcast, but now here comes the possible spoiler. Um, so if you don't want to hear it, then too bad, because here it comes, is that you'll be able to go into this force tree and hear um, force ghosts 
which are Yoda and one Anakin Skywalker. So um, people are then are, are assuming or, or theorizing that uh, in The Last Jedi, we will either see or hear Force Ghost Anakin. We've we've had reports that we would hear or see Yoda. Um, we've we've talked about that and heard that, um, but not so much Anakin. And um, I am I am completely for that if that if that happens. And I think so. So Chad and I disagree on one thing. I think. Um, I think because if this is true and this is going to be in the park, that it will be in the movie. But the the movie is going to be out before the park is open. Correct. Like years, yeah. year or more ahead right. of yeah, years of ahead of. I, it's it's a Star Wars theme park, like uh, encompassing everything that has to do with Star Wars. So just yeah. because they put Anakin's voice in it doesn't, I don't think. I think it's jumping pretty far-reaching hope. I mean, I would be fine if that was the case. If he, if he shows up, you know, young Anakin shows up as a Force ghost and has some role in in the next movie or two, I, that I, that would be cool. I'd love to see them tie that in. But to say that this <laughs> this attraction that has been built and a rumor about what may or may not be there. And having his voice be part of the overall Force Ghost voice in the Force Tree, I assume it's going to be even more than Yoda. It'll probably be Obi Wan. Who knows who else it'll be? Um, what if What if Luke's voice is there too? Does that mean he dies at the end of this movie? That's a spoiler. You well, see, it's it just well, yeah, seems I mean, as though it's a Force Ghost if you if you're still alive. It just seems so. to be a stretch that 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 proves that he'll be in Episode Eight. I it would be great if he is, but I don't think yes. It, I say it proves it if. If the rumor is true that this is going which to we, be there, which we won't know for sure <laughs> until three years uh, after the movie's out, <laughs> twenty twenty. But it, it it just makes sense though to have an Anakin Force Ghost in in the last sure. Jedi because yeah, it, it ties into I think it would be um, cool. It ties into the prequels, which is very cool, and then. You know, kind of, kind of, in one way, kind of helps redeem Hayden a little bit. You know, sure, uh, maybe, perhaps. It'd be cool if they um, used him. It just, I, but, you know, we like to grasp at any little bit of anything we can regarding Star Wars, as far as Star Wars fans go. Yeah. And I understand that, and this is definitely, definitely doing that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it'd be interesting though, because that would mean then that Luke is. Um, well, I mean, it could even just be Ray, but one of them then is is talking to Yoda and and Anakin, which that's that's interesting, you know. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, maybe they just listen. So anyway, <laughs> it's kind of creepy. I mean, it's like school, you know. They just sit there and listen. Yeah. So yeah, well, we'll see. Um, yes, we will. Uh, and then uh, Chad, you uh, you had said something about uh, pod racing possibly being in yeah um, in episode eight. Yes, that is correct. So what's the dealio? So speaking of connections to the prequels, 
Um, obviously, we know The Last Jedi is going to have a feature Canto uh, Bite. Bite? Bright? Bite. Canto Bright? Canto Bite. Um, which is a casino town, casino city, casino planet. Um, and there, uh, there's been some rumors coming out. No forest tree voices possible, but um, the fact that it's a casino town, Entertainment Weekly says is basically the galactic version of Monaco. Which, if you're familiar with Monaco, they have a lot of F1 uh, street races there. It's kind of known as a highfalutin, um, the who's who, lifestyles of the rich and famous type um, races. That I mean, if you ever saw Iron Man two, see, yeah, Iron Man two. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Iron Man's yeah. there, Tony Stark's there, real rich guy, and they're watching the races go through the streets. That's what Canto Bite is supposed to be um, on a galactic level. So we know there's going to be betting there. We know it's you know casino-type place. Um, if you recall back in Episode 1, uh, people bet a lot, including people's lives, on pod races. And so Entertainment Weekly is speculating, and a lot of fans are, saying that that might be... A great way again to tie the prequels into this current trilogy and have some new pod races happen on Canto Bright, uh, Bite, maybe even having Finn watch them or, or you know, be involved with them somehow. Um, they think that bringing this element back is a good way to tie into the, you know, original prequels, which is that's a cool idea. And you think about, you know, the technology and the green screen effects that we've been able to, or blue screen. Um, how far that's come they could be even cooler um and done even better and i think most people would say the uh the pod races were one of the highlights of episode one along with some of the darth maul lightsaber fights um not everyone but i know a lot of people would say that that's that's one I of the high points felt like the they movies. i felt like it was just really long i mean it was cool but it was just like sure forever yeah but uh, if they brought something like that you know into this because you know, we're used to seeing dirty, dusty, you know, uh, planets and, you know, the cantina type, you know, party stuff. But this is going to be like a, a very nice Monaco again. You know, literally rich people, the who's who of the galaxy. Um, and to throw a, a pod race in there on top of that, I think would be kind of cool. So we will see another another who knows, but possibility. All right. Um, and then there's, uh, you know, we're going to, like I said, we're going to really be getting into some books here, um, you know, a little bit in this podcast, but then in future podcasts as well. Um, but just like The Force Awakens, there's some books that are going to be coming out, um, you know, for The Last Jedi, Journey to The Last Jedi. So I just wanted to kind of um, go through a list here of what's coming out. Um if, if you don't mind, Chad, is that okay? Hey, man. You? No, I'm... Books? Yeah, let's do it. I'm all for that. Right. The printed so word? Some, some of these are interesting. Some of these are like, eh. So yeah. the first one's, you know, sounds like it would be good, but as I read the uh, description here, I don't know what to make of it, but uh, The Legends of Luke Skywalker. This one so, sounds cool. Um, sounds cool, but so here's here's the thing. So... Um, I'm just going to read this. It says, you know how Han Solo says it's true, all of it. Well, was it really? Um, it says the book by Ken Liu presents its stories as rumors circulating through the galaxy. It's a clever way to avoid tangling up canon 
while still delivering tales about the farm boy turned hero's experiences between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. It also, and also showing what other Denzians... It's a hard word to say. <laughs> Denizens of the galaxy know about his true exploits. For kids coming out of the no. movie, for casual fans coming out of that movie, you hear you hear about Luke Skywalker for the whole film, but you only see him for two seconds at the end. He doesn't even say anything. This book is a book that goes into some of those stories that were told. Some of those legends of Luke Skywalker says, are they true? Well, maybe, maybe not. Um, I think this is cool because, I mean, we have some of those stories already. Um, uh, from his perspective, you know, we talked about the, the book where he moves the noodle for the first time, remember? Yeah. Um, that's a story that. that happened after episode four. Um, we yeah. have the comics, which will be in our little new miniseries of episodes where right. he learns about the Force and his encounters with Vader and things of that after episode four. So this is going to focus on his his exploits after, obviously, um, episode six, Return of the Jedi, where he becomes the legend. And it's going to take place from different perspectives of just normal people. Basically, the way it sounds is they're like on a cargo ship or a bus or a train type thing going from one place to another. And someone brings up the Luke Skywalker thing and uh, he's just a myth. Oh, no, he's not. I heard this story. Oh, yeah, right. well, I heard this story. Well, yeah, well, I was... There's even one here where there says there's, like, a, an alien mole flea that yeah. has a name, and it's he, he claims to have been on Luke's Luke's shoulder, shoulder the entire time he was fighting Jabba in the Rancor pit and over, you know, all of that, that he was there. So, obviously, that's not the case, but these are stories that are told from perspectives of average Joes and who Luke Skywalker is. So some of them are obviously embellished. Some of them maybe have zero truth to them. But that's where the legend of Luke Skywalker comes from. And I think that's interesting. Uh, we'll see. And so, you know, one of the things this is, was it possible he was at the Battle of Jakku, chronicled in Aftermath? Uh, there, I didn't read Ma Aftermath, but, I mean, there's nothing in there that would lead you to believe he was... At that battle. Not in the aftermath, not in the book itself, but that doesn't mean that yeah. he he couldn't have been there. Sure, yeah. he could have. He could have. Could have. There's but... no in any war or battle. There's no way you can, you know, from the perspective of one person, that that one person knows everything else that happened there. No. Um. All right. So then the next one is uh. It is Leia, Princess of Alderaan. You almost said Leia uh, again, didn't Journey. You? No, Journey to, uh, <laughs> to The Last Jedi. Um, let's see. This will feature... Uh, let's see. Uh, take Star Wars fans back to when she was a teenager. Not yet a revolutionary. Um, it's pretty far in the timeline from the events of the new film. But the stories still contain clues to the new story, The Last Jedi. Um, yeah. It's a young adult so, novel, so it's it's geared more towards the teenager yeah. type uh, girls, obviously, being Princess Leia. Yeah, so but this she, is where she started. It's also about her friends and relationships to her parents. Mm -hmm. It's a coming-of-age story. There's a very strong connection to some things from The Last Jedi, which, again, once you see the film, will make sense. Written by the same author that wrote the Bloodlines book, which is... 
the one that happens uh, where she's pregnant with Kylo Ren, where mm-hmm. the Senate finds, or the New Republic Senate finds out that uh, her father was Darth Vader. She loses some credibility and starts the resistance as she breaks away from the Republic. So the same the same author is writing this one. Yeah. So uh, I don't see a, a release date on this one. Um, I think, did you have a release date in the last one? Yeah, Legends uh, of Luke Skywalker comes out October, uh, hold, October 31st. Yeah, I don't think um, there's a release date on this one yet. Yeah. Uh, this next reason. one is uh, Phasma. Um, Phasma. This one comes out September 1st. It's this, this is a novel. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I like the cover art. It's kind of cool looking. Um, (laughs) what is that? What does that mean? I don't know. It's a picture of Phasma's Uh, helmet, basically. Yeah. It looks kind of cool. Like the shadowing on it though. You know, she's a girl, right? Like, yes, I understand that. It's a girl. She's in Star Wars. There's a girl (laughs) in your Star Wars, Brian. So this says, uh, she's a ruthless and cunning character. This takes that to the next level. You'll be afraid of this character. You'll know why she is captain in the First Order, even though she got thrown into a trash compactor uh, very quickly and easily. But you know, I'm in charge whatever. now, Phasma. I'm in charge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, let's see. So it's going to show how she got off the planet um, that she was on initially and came to the First Order. And uh, what did she do to get there? And what she will do to protect her secrets. It Mm. cuts between the present and the past and shows her as this fearsome warrior on this brutal world that she was on. Um, The First Order comes to that planet and she sees a great opportunity when they arrive. And it says we may find out what her full name is as well. Um, Ooh. And I would imagine then we find out how she gets out of the trash compactor. Yeah, it does say that too, where we find yeah. out how she gets escapes uh, start killing her base. Yeah. So next one is uh, so that comes out September first. Next one is Canto Bite, the um, uh, casino world that uh, Chad was just talking about. This comes out on December fifth. It's a collection of four short stories that um, it's going to focus on creatures. From uh, from the casino, um, so so there you go. I don't know if there's anything else on that that's interesting, but uh, just kind of explore a, that world and give us a little background yeah. on that planet. Um, Star Wars Made Easy: A Beginner's Guide to a Galaxy Far, Far Away. It is under the uh, Journey to Star Wars: The Last Jedi moniker. There, um, it's. Uh, it's just going to give you, um, it's a guide that's meant as a primer for little kids, so it's right up our alley. Um, it's basically like so, a book to catch you up on everything that's happened in Star Wars yeah. movies and everything up to this point in a very condensed version. Yeah. Um, one of the authors said that's one of the, the reasons he wanted, or he always wanted to, like if your wife or your you know a kid that you have just isn't totally familiar, you could get one book. And it would give them all the main points that they need to know to get them caught up to episode eight. So that's what it is. It's like Star Wars for dummies. 
Um, you know, it's. I have a friend who his wife has not seen, or up to that point had not seen any Star Wars films. Maybe saw bits and pieces, but didn't know, you know, the stories or anything. And uh, so, of course, I loaned him my, uh, I had, you know, the trilogy, the prequels, and Rogue One. I don't have fan or uh, Force Awakens dvd copy i have it digitally so i couldn't give him that but um so he and his wife started watching them they started with rogue one and then went into the trilogy um went through the prequels now and tonight they're actually watching uh force awakens um so pretty cool but uh you know i would think if you haven't gotten caught up i mean that's the best way to catch up just watch watch the films Sure. You know what? what would it's it's going to take a lot a more time book. than thumbing through a book. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. You know, but, you know, to get like the full like effect, to be drawn in. 16 hours of, of movies. Yeah. Now, my friend made an interesting comment, though. He goes, you know, she she loved Rogue One. She loved the original trilogy. Um, he's like, but the prequels, he's like, they were so embarrassing. He's like, as a fan, huh. to show her that, you know, it's Phantom Menace obviously is where they started out with on the prequels. He's like, just, you know, he's like Jar Jar and the silliness of it all. He said it was just so embarrassing to like show and What that. did she think? Did he say what she thought of it? She, she thought it was cheesy. She, she, she liked, yeah, she liked Rogue One. She liked the original trilogy. Um, she didn't think they were bad, but she thought they were cheesy. Um, except for Revenge of the Sith. Um, you know, that was obviously the best. Um, out of those, so cool. But I mean, they are pretty cheesy. The Phantom Menace, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's some cheesy stuff in the original trilogy too. It's you yeah, know, I mean, but it's like watching them now. They they're old. I mean, correct, those movies, but are it's old. the the cheesiness that that's in like Phantom Menace is like annoying. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jar Jar and and some of the silly stuff there. But anyway, um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, so Chad, you got. Uh, we had some Han Solo news. A new Han alien. Han Solo. Yeah. So there's this photo. Um, I'm pretty sure if I didn't. I think it's from Ron Howard again. Um, of a set of the set, and there's a bunch of stage hands walking around and audio guys, and then in the very back top left corner, there's this alien person sitting at what looks like a chess table, like a, a, a clear glass table with what looks like a couple of chess pieces or something like that on it. And it, it's an alien that uh, we have not seen before that has not been featured um, in any other Star Wars film um, that the people that know these things are aware of, which I you know, I wouldn't know that much in detail, but people yeah. have done their research and said this is brand new. He's really large. Um, he's got huge, like his hands are probably as big as our head. Um, he looks like, yeah, he has like four fingers, but he's humanoid and it looks like he's wearing like a spacesuit where he has yeah. almost like a astronaut helmet on, yeah. um, covering his face. I can't tell if there's like a, a glass over it or not. Um, but it's a, it's a practical, you know, puppet or guy in a suit 
it's not a obviously uh, you know rendered computer rendered uh, graphic because you can see it right here with guys standing around it. Um, so yeah, that's not really significant probably, and who knows? It may not even be. It may just be a background thing. But the the reason it stood out and that people noticed it is because it's it's something new that has not been seen in the galaxy on film at the, up to this point. So kind of cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool. Um, I, I like the fact that he's wearing like a an astronaut style helmet. You know, um, makes the, you know he, like he can't breathe in that world. You know, it's yeah, kind of cool. Maybe. Right. Um, as is what I think. But um, so very cool. Hey, another thing that we we um, should probably talk about is that picture of Snoke um, that's come out. Oh yeah. Um, there are some other pictures of like Ray and Luke and, um, you know, the whole gang, but obviously the, the big one is, is Snoke and these look like promo shots. I'm hearing they've been taken down a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what I've heard. Um, so these were more of like leaked pictures, I believe. Um, but it's a, it's a pretty good shot of Snoke. Um, like a mugshot kind of. Yeah. It's, uh, he's wearing his uh gold robes um and uh, he's looking he's looking pretty snoky i don't know as i'm looking at it now it's got the uh looking the big, pretty uh, snoky if you titled the episodes that would that would be the title for this looking one. pretty snoky looking pretty snoky. <laughs> he's got uh the big gash he's got the jacked up jaw it's got like a um, hole in his throat in like neck yeah yeah I think like that's that whole smoker you know, thing, right? Yeah, right. Buys yeah. too many cigarettes and he's got to hold the little vibrator tobacco. up to his voice to talk now. Well, that sounds weird. What you did? People that have throat cancer and they lose their voice. No, I know. I don't think it's a vibrator. Why do you have to go thing. there? Yeah, well, it's, well, I'm just saying. I don't think it's a. It's not that. Like you just we, what you thought. I, I know meant. what it is. No, oh. it just sounds weird to say it like that. I think that's called something else. Do you have a bit? What? What? Replace know. that word. Okay, then. You can't replace the word. That's what we use. An electronic voice box. Mm, I like mine better. How about that? Oh. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> uh, so, well uh, <laughs> that was too easy. Um, but I think we figured it out. You know, he's got throat cancer. He's got the, he lost the jaw with the chewing tobacco. He's a, he's a tobacco fiend. Huh. That's what happened to him. Yeah. No, All but right. um, his eye, that whole side of whatever happened to him, I mean, it was like the one side of his face. Yeah, I mean, he just you had a I mean? stroke. Oh, jeez. I mean, now you cross the line. Oh, yeah. That was it. That was the line there. <laughs> yeah. None of the other stuff beforehand. Now, he does have uh, blue eyes. You know, I also had blue eyes. Adolf Hitler. Well, and you figured it out. <laughs> uh, no, didn't Anakin have blue eyes? Or am, am I crazy? Am I wrong? No, I'm not B-Nob. I don't know what color Anakin's <laughs> eyes were. I didn't stare. I didn't pause it and look and stare into those dreamy eyes. I don't know what color Anakin's eyes were. Don't say he's he's Darth Vader Anakin reincarnate because that's just dumb. No, I don't know what he is. I think he's his own his own person. Yeah. I'd still like B Nob's ancient, you know, yeah, ancient being theory. To some I am extent. really I curious what true. happened to him, though. You know, I'm sure we'll find out. 
Maybe not this this one, but eventually. No. So anyway, other, it's kind of cool. Yeah, one other thing well, about uh, the Han Solo I, f- I just remembered yeah. I had seen and I forgot to put in here. Yeah. Um, Ron Howard, uh, t- there's a report or a tweet or something from his where um, he, apparently his brother is going to have a cameo in this movie. Oh, is he? Uh-huh. Didn't he put him in all his movies or something? Yep. He's got a cameo in like everything. You look at Apollo 13, one of the guys back in Houston. He's a, he's a strange looking man. Um, yeah. Very very yeah, and he yeah, Ron Howard from what I, I believe puts gives him a cameo or, or a role in in all his films, and supposedly he has found a cameo or some kind of role for his brother in Han Solo. All right, well, good for Ron t- taking care of his brother. Um, so hey, you also sent me a theory, um, mm. uh, and it's it, so explain it to us. It says you Luke's didn't say a, anything to me, so I was like, all right, well, maybe he, he's not. He doesn't believe this at all. Well, doesn't mean we can't talk about it. Luke's, okay. Uh, so this theory: Luke's Academy, Jetta, and Ray's parentage. It's all connected. Bum, bum, bum. All right. So so explain to us, Chad. How uh, this it's... is all connected. All right. Well, it's there's this guy. Uh, his name is Jeremy Conrad, um, and he's on Twitter. And he's I don't know. He's he's been involved in some. He he does some freelance writing and such. But he's a big Star Wars fan, and I follow him. He has a lot of insight and things like that. And he wrote this blog post today um, about some connections. So his theory is that. Possibly, Luke's Jedi Academy could have been located on Jedha. So again, we know Jedha was the city itself was blown up. Um, you know, at Rogue One, uh, they blew the city up, not yeah. the entire planet, but the city right, right there. Yeah. Um, and now he's saying there's more evidence uh, that put the pieces together could spell a big solution for Ray's parentage as well. Um, so apparently there's an Instagram leaker who recently uh, has been posting a lot of legitimate stuff from The Last Jedi. And today he posted an image of the clan of Toriyaboda. Uh, the recent Guardians of the Wills novels, which I read, uh, talked about this clan which is located on Jedha. So if you recall, the Guardians of the Wills did not give us any insight into the Wills. Gave us a lot of story about Saul Guerrero's relationship with Baze and Shirat. Um, but it did sh- talk about the temples, the Jedi temple there. And the different religious factions and group of people that had different religious worship for either the Kyber Crystals or the Jedi or the Force. Um, and this is one group of them, the clan of the Toriboda. So the reason that they stand out is if you go back to the uh, Force Awakens movie, um, Kylo Ren actually in the flashback for Rey yeah. where she sees the past or the future, whatever... Um, Kylo Ren shoves his lightsaber through the back of one of these clan leaders of Tor Toriboda. Um, it's a very fast scene, but if you look, they have kind of like a, I describe it as like a Raiden hat from Mortal Kombat, or if you have from Mortal Kombat, it's, it's kind of like a sombrero, but it's turned the other way. Um, it looks like that. That's the kind of hat that they wear and he kills one of them. So this person says, Jeremy says, how does this apply to Ray's parentage? This is the theory as it stands right now. Luke travels to Jedha at some point before Empire Strikes Back in the Star Wars comic, which we will get to that at some point. 
and he discovers it's a good remote location with a strong connection to the Force and Jedi. The clan of Torbiata was still on Jeddah even after the mining quote-unquote accident, which we know was the Death Star. When Luke decides to train new Jedi, he decides to, this is a theory again, he decides to place his academy on Jeddah with the clan of Torbiota there as protectors if anyone were to come and cause trouble. When Ben Solo goes bad and decides to wipe out Luke's academy, they also take out the clan of Toribota. Rey and her, Rey and her parents were part of this clan which could also have connection to the Church of the Force. Seeing Kylo and the Knights of Ren purging the Force users on Jeddah and their clan, her parents flee to hide her from Kylo. That's why Kylo knows about a girl. He knows that two clan members escaped his purge with a young girl. And it's very possible the slaughter of the clan of Toriboda on Jeddah is long before the Academy is wiped out. Think of Ben Solo joining like a biker gang, and they go off and do something really bad, kill a clan. Leia then sends him off to a boarding school with Uncle Luke to straighten him out, yet he still goes bad and kills everyone. So, again, this is this is a theory, and this is kind of grasping at straws, the whole, you know, Ray's parentage thing. But we do know that Ray or Daisy Ridley, did say that her parents, this is, it's, it was obvious that her parents, you know, you would know who her parents are from watching episode seven. Um, and obviously that question has not been answered yet. So it's, I just thought it was an interesting theory. The, the clan part is definitely a connection when it comes to Jeddah and then that flashback or flash forward of Kylo Ren killing one of them. Um, and then if you say that, you know, they're force sensitive possible beings or at least worshipers of the force, maybe, maybe that's, that's where her parentage comes from. Who knows? I just so, thought it was why, interesting. But why would I? Why would Kylo decide to kill that clan too? Um, because they were part of Luke's like guards. If Luke employed them as protection, um, and and to watch out and just kind of maybe they were partially teachers too. Maybe Luke wasn't the only instructor. Maybe these people didn't necessarily give instruction on how to use the force but the history of the force or you know they maybe know a lot about the guardians of the wills and they were giving instruction and kylo ren just wanted to kill everyone that was involved with with the temple that he had created or the the academy all right plausible yeah plausible interesting i mean most likely it's not there could be parts of it that are right most likely it's not 100 percent correct it'd be surprising if some anyone was able to like pinpoint it down to the letter but it is fun to speculate and then when we finally do see what the real thing is uh it'll be cool to look back and see what parts were right and what parts were way off yeah i do like you know a jetta connection that would be kind of cool it would it would um all right very nice very nice um and then uh what else do we uh, have here? A new writer for episode nine, episode Jack nine. Thorne. Jack Thorne, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Thorne um, is going to be uh, writing episode nine. I thought that was already um, pretty, pretty. Well, that's the thing, the Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, Colin Trevorrow, who's the director, has the yeah. script. The script is done, um, but apparently they're bringing in Jack Thorne to redraft it or rewrite it or yeah, it I don't says know it says it could it be, be uh scrapped i would think this has to do with uh leia 
uh, could possibly be too, could be right? some Leia stuff. Yeah. Well, um, this guy wrote Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Um, he was he was uh, you know uh, what's her face J.K. Rowling didn't write that story. Um, he did, which is the most recent book, which was a play um, that they did. So uh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, it, 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 we probably won't be able to tell the difference, but yeah. when you when you change writers or you change either scrap the script completely and start over, um, that's a big deal. Or if they're just parts that he has to rewrite, who knows? Yeah. Um, all right. Well. Uh, so Pablo Hidalgo. I'm sure I said that wrong. Pablo Hidalgo. Hidalgo. I said it right. Pablo Hidalgo. Uh, Chad, who's Pablo? Well, Pablo, he is part of the Lucas uh, and Disney. I don't know the actual title, but the story group. Lucasfilm. Um, Lucasfilm story group. That uh, The group yeah. of people that are in charge of making sure the continuity of everything that Star Wars is, new canon, fits together to a degree. Not down to the Nat's eyelash, but to a, a general overall degree, he is the one. He's part of that group that makes sure all that fits. So um, we he tweets a lot. He's he does. A, uh, he's a he's on that Twitter a lot. He's on um, that Twitter as the young kids do. Yeah. So we wanted to um, to do a new segment here, you know, and just dedicate it to Pablo's tweets. Uh, we're thinking about trying to get a theme song for this. Um, yeah. So something. And he's gonna uh, Brian's gonna play that right now. Yeah. Pablo tweets. No, I have nothing. I don't. <laughs> um, oh, in post, sorry. you're just supposed to put it yeah. in. Well, it's it's going to take a little longer than just, you know. Right tonight. now. No. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, we're going to we're going to do our best to keep up with his tweets. <laughs> he, he does it a lot. Um, so but each podcast kind of reviews some of these. So, um, boy, I don't even know where to start. Let's. Uh, so this one was interesting. We'll start at the bottom here. He tweeted out lightsaber forms. Writers who created them reverse engineered them, or reverse engineered from watching the film fights, aren't actually in the films themselves. So it's then he says so it's always tricky dealing with them. They can be thrown out as labels, but to honestly say they're in the films is complicated. So, talking about uh, like form one and two, right? Is that what he's? Yeah, uh, like well, like how everyone to? says that Ray is a X because this is how she fights. Look at her, right. th- th- you know, thrusting and lunging and the the way she holds it. None of that. And if these are just a couple tweets, he he does yeah. have conversations with some other people. Sure. Um, everything that we've assigned as styles. Um, was never it wasn't filmed that way it wasn't written that way it wasn't filmed that way people just watched it watched the movies and said yeah this guy this character fights this way and then are trying to connect the dots to other things so they even said with like ray parks who did the who was darth maul and all the choreography that went into those fights there was definitely a style there but it wasn't because that's the way it was written or that's the way the movie was supposed to go it was just that was his martial arts style, right. and that's why it's the same all the way through because that's how he trained. And now people have gone back and assigned 
right. forms to these And that's where you get the, fights. you know, Ray is a, she's a <laughs> Palpatine because of the way she, you know, puts her arm back and then lunges forward and, right. yeah, a lot of things. So, so here's yeah, that. Just very cool. Yeah. Um, he also mentioned or brought up that uh, he, he showed a picture. I don't know if this is from a toy box or. Yeah, it's uh, a toy. It's one of those. From. It's one. It's yeah. the cardboard backing to one of the toys where they have like a little three, three and a half inch action figure. Um, and yeah. the cardboard back that you would, you know, hang on the peg at the store or whatever shows a picture from the movie. So this is of a couple stormtroopers. He said, and if you saw it, you'd probably remember it. But he says, I've looked at this photo for 40 years or so. Only just noticed the foreground trooper doesn't have the vent decals on his cheeks. Um, and so he goes on to show this trooper and, and different parts of the movies. So, um, you know, here he is again. Uh, he's the one that stuns Leia. And, he, yeah, he has no little vent decals on his cheeks there's another one um uh where they're chasing han and Chewie. he's standing next to two other stormtroopers they have the decals clearly visible and he does not so can't hide from pablo yeah it's just it's doesn't mean anything really yeah but they all have these vents on like their jawline, and it's supposed to be for because some people are speculating. Well, maybe he's a new recruit or something. He's like, no, it has nothing to do with rank. It's just no, it's, breathe, it's breathing. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a vent to let not maybe not breathing because their breathing's done up front, but maybe just to let air in to their heads or let it, or let air out or yeah you know? or vent it out. And for some reason, this guy and it's on the this toy doesn't have them and he's and then he's the one the one that stuns leia either the same person or a different you know helmet yeah. doesn't have them and then as they're chasing on and chewy um through the through the death star there he shows up again doesn't have them so why 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 does this stormtrooper not have not have vents who who is this person what's <laughs> going and he doesn't give any other like the actual the author that wrote the Inferno Squad says once that stuns Leia says she'll be all right and he says yep and that's like he gives like no and so this is what I think it just that's it he's just like yeah I noticed this weird huh <laughs> uh, so that's he the type his of own, stuff he should have his own action figure his own toy yeah with no that's events. the type of stuff you get from him and that's why yeah. that's why following him and that's why we've got a a segment. Uh, dedicated to this but you know not to spoil anything from inferno squad but um the stormtrooper helmets you know and 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 finn says a little bit about it in the force awakens where you know it doesn't filter out toxins or whatever it just filters out smoke um and and we've had you know hints to this and what it is but in the Inferno Squad, which this is a group of highly trained, specialized Imperial soldiers, um, there's heads-up displays, like Iron Man-type stuff in these helmets, she says, and talks about how it gives, like, you, it does literal Iron Man-type stuff, where she can highlight people, um, she can highlight things, and it, t- it gives her computerized information. Now, she kind of makes it sound like not every Stormtrooper helmet has that. Um, but at least the ones that they're wearing do, um, or are able to wear. So yeah, it's like the um, elites. 
Yeah, so I, you know, we've always just assumed they're just, you know, helmets, and obviously, it gives the the whole army a sense of, you know, there's no individuality. It's just a giant mass of people. Um, obviously, being kind of designed after the the stormtroopers of the the German army. Also, back in the day, is kind of the thought process on that. But obviously, retconning some actual reasons for things is uh, is interesting, and you would expect a highly trained group of soldiers um would have more than just you know plastic helmets on even though that's what they look like well speaking of inferno squad um chad when do you want to jump into that let's uh let's well, do why it don't, so, why don't ahead. you start it off since you i've read the entire thing and okay. um you've just got the one chapter kind of fresh in your mind so why don't you uh start her so to uh, so to kick it off, you know, just to re-explain what this is. This is a book that is a prequel to uh, Battlefront Two, the video game coming out, and um, it follows uh, the story. What's her? How do you say her name, Chad? Iden Vasario. Iden Vasario. Yeah, and you might have to fill in some of the gaps as I struggle for names because I I listened to it didn't read it but you have it there but she um it follows her story and um battlefront 2 takes place after return of the jedi or or right with it right at the end of return of the jedi um battlefront 2 opens up um or i'm sorry inferno squad um opens up uh during the end of a new hope basically um so i was a little surprised by that i didn't think it was going to go that far back Um, but it does. And she's a part of this Inferno squad group. She's a, uh, she's also a Thai fighter pilot is is the gist that I got. Chapter one begins before the Inferno squad exists. Correct. So at this point, she's just a thing. She's just a, uh, pilot. She's a Thai fighter pilot. Um, daughter of an uh, admiral. Yeah, now it does. It is kind of interesting because the book the book does start out referencing Rogue One. Um, it talks about the Death Star um, and about how it blew up the city of Jeddah, and then how it uh, then it also brings up uh, Scarif and how it again was used on Scarif, um, and then it talks about Alderaan and um, how once it was fully operational, it was used on Alderaan and. Um, uh, and it does, and you, Chad, you mentioned it um, uh, when you were talking about that uh, that theory, that Luke theory. But <clears throat> it does mention that the Jedha, um is and Scarif are played off as mining accidents. So mm-hmm. um, if you wonder, well, why didn't people find out about the Death Star when that happened? That that's what the Empire spread was that they were mining accidents. Um, I don't believe that happened with Alderaan. I, I would assume then that that was just they, this is we're gonna let the world, the galaxy know right. this is what we have now. Yep. Um, so uh, this takes place during the uh, the Battle of Yavin um, is where it opens up at in Chapter One. She um, she mentions her father. Um, yep, Inspector General Garrick Versio. Right. Now, isn't the Rebels character, isn't his name, what's... Jin Erso's dad? No, Star Wars Rebels, what's his name? 
Which one? I the, don't. I guess I don't he's the uh, he's the fulcrum now. Uh, you're are you thinking his name is Garrick? Isn't or, it? Uh, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I will. I guess I'll that would be big news if you. that was it. I don't think it is, but that name sounded familiar. Continue talking, and I will. Uh... So, anyways, uh, so she references her father a few times. You know, well, my father would tell me to do this or, or that. But uh, the Battle of Yavin's taking place. Um, she scrambles to her Tie Fighter, takes off. Callus, Agent Callus. Callus, not even close. Not nope. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. Maybe it sounds familiar because of Galen. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but anyway. So, uh, so Chad, if I'm leaving something out, let me know because you have the book in front of you. But mm-hmm. um, so she gets in her Tie Fighter. She does uh, recall. Um, uh, she finds out that Vader is in the fight, and then at that point, she recalls her father telling her that Vader is uh, powerful and has abilities that people don't have, and that his reflexes are very quick, and and so on and so forth. And she says, "Well." You know, if he's up here, you know, this this must be pretty serious. Um, and uh, so it kind of alludes to the fact of, you know, hey, Vader's now in this fight because they know that if they don't stop them, they're going to blow up the Death Star because obviously they know they have the plans, right? Well, yeah, the, <clears throat> but they don't really necessarily know, like... She doesn't know that. She doesn't. Vader but, does. But I'm saying as the reader, we know the whole story. Right. And so it's kind as of interesting. Reader, to me, it gave a little another piece of the story. Like, hey, yeah. wow, yeah, you know, Vader is there because he knows if he doesn't stop them, they're going to yeah. blow it up. You know, I and never the, really looked at it like that. Yeah. And from her perspective, as, as, as just a soldier, so to speak, even her talking through the actual battle... Where she's like, why are these X-Wings and these terrible Y-Wings, what do they hope to accomplish coming at the Death Star? This thing right. is huge. What, are, was, what, do they, what do they think is going to happen? Yeah. She didn't understand. She didn't understand why they kept going into the trench. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so kind of interesting. So then, um, and again, Chad, if I'm leaving something out, just just, just jump in there. But uh, the um, then there's an explosion, and she's like, you know, we did it. We destroyed Yavin. She thinks the Death Star. Well, yeah, um, she she's fighting, and she's a very good pilot, so she's taking X-Wings right. and Y-Wings down no problem. And then she notices that they're going in the trenches, like you mentioned. She's like, why are they doing that? It must just be a suicide, suicide mission. So they're just trying to blow themselves up. And then shortly thereafter, a bunch of Y-Wings and X-Wings start flying away from the Death Star at, like, top speed. And she's like, oh, you think you're going to retreat? No, you're not getting away from me. And she chases a Y-Wing down, and she's basically in pursuit of a Y-Wing flying away from the Death Star, thinking they're escaping, not understanding that they've Luke has put the photon torpedoes into the exhaust port, and they're trying to get away before they blow up. Right. Um, so then the explosion happens, like Brian is saying, and she thinks, well, we blew up Yavin. We blew up the moon. These rebels, are they're done. Um, and then, yeah. All right. She thinks the Death Star has uh, blown up Yavin. And, um, you know, as as the dust settles, per se, and she can kind of understand what she's seeing, all of a sudden she sees uh, a planet. Uh, yeah, she says the color. I can't remember, blue or green. But she recognizes the planet as Yavin. 
And then she kind of looks around and recognizes the debris that's floating around her is Imperial construction. Um, so then all of a sudden, obviously, she realizes that the Death Star has, has blown up. Um, so she is now without the pool of the Death Star's gravity. All there is is the Yavin, and it's pulling her in. The gravity is, if I understood that correctly. Yeah, and, so she's, she's, being, and she's being hit by the debris, and it's actually right. breaking her wings. Her, her engines aren't working properly. So we end the chapter with her preparing to crash land onto Yavin. And I think she, um, if I remember right, says, you know, uh, once, once I get down there, I may have to battle. I'll find a ship and I'll escape and so on and so forth. So she starts to try to formulate a plan, um, uh, you know, on her way down there. But that's how the chapter ends. So the chapter ends with her uh, about to crash land on, on Yavin. So... Um, that's chapter one so far. So good for me. I think, uh, I think it sounds interesting. My favorite part was just her talking about, um, you know, recognizing, wow, Vader's here. This, you know, that's kind of odd. This is a serious fight then, or, you know what I mean? And it, and it, for me, that's where it clicked of, man, I never thought about Vader understanding what's happening. You know, you kind of, when I was a kid, I just thought, well, he just, going after them to go after them you know but it's like no he's going after them because he knows that they know how to destroy the yeah the death star and he has to stop them like never thought about that even even though i saw rogue one yeah that part of that that still didn't click for me and that's why in the comics when when he gets back the emperor's pissed it's like you failed you failed but yeah, it gives you it gives you a different perspective on that, and then also a, a perspective from just a regular. I mean, she's obviously elite, but right. just a regular soldier that doesn't have all the info. You just assume yeah. that everybody knows because you know as the viewer, but not realizing that only Tarkin, you know, a couple of the higher ups, and Vader knew that there was danger. Right. Um, everyone else is oblivious to that fact. And we did, you know, the other thing that. Um that kind of stood out in that too for me was it, it did kind of assign a number to, and maybe this has been out there before, but first time I really paid attention or heard it. Um, it kind of assigned a number to the death toll on the death star, which, you know, it said it it was, it was like a million, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so Luke Skywalker killed a million people. (laughs) Yep. So, and also it makes you realize that there were survivors, you know, right. not only did yeah. we, because we watched the movie, and we're like, oh, Vader's the only one that lived. Every yeah. other buddy was, but no, there were other TIE fighter pilots out there. Sure. Um, and it does, I mean, not to spoil anything, but she's not the only one that survived. Um, she's, for the story, it's the only important one. But there yeah. are other people that survived the Death Star being blown up besides Vader. So that's uh, that's chapter one. I don't remember the name of the chapter, but uh, I don't think I they give names. Did it, I thought it did give a name. Um, yes, Chapter 1 is the name. Oh, see? So there you go. Join us next week for Chapter 2. Maybe. I mean, Infernal Squad. if that's what they call it, who it, knows? I'm thinking. Um, otherwise, it would be confusing. But, you know, does she survive the crash? Does she escape Yavin? Are you asking? Like, you want me? I, I'll tell you. Does she? You tell, oh, you're building. Does she, oh. Suspense. I'm building, yeah. Am I not doing? Sorry. 
Good. No, you're doing great. Doing yeah. great. So find out next I'm week. I'm on the edge of my seat. Maybe. To find out what happens. So anyway, um, I think that's going to wrap this thing up. Chad, you got anything to add? Did we miss anything? Anything you want to get off your chest? No, I think we covered it. Uh, I don't know how you were able to stop after one chapter being that suspenseful and not just keep going because, uh, I mean, I couldn't put it down. Well, So kudos to your willpower, I guess. Yes, I have willpower. I do. I don't believe you. <laughs> All right. We appreciate you listening. Um, hope you're glad that we're back. We're glad we're back. Uh, promise it won't happen again. Um mm-hmm. Not us not doing the podcast, but we're going to have to edit that out. That doesn't make any sense. What a great way to say goodbye. (laughs) Bye. All right. Join us next week. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Star Wars Ramp Podcast with your host, Brian Seddon, along with Chad Viz. Follow them on Facebook at Star Wars Ramp Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.